Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Fernando, your host of the Bar Exam Game Plan Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode. And today I wanted to cover another tough topic because this is something that folks really need support on. And it's something that I, you know, see coming up again and again. And today I want to focus specifically on discharge of duties in relation to contracts. This is all in contracts law. And basically, discharge of duties is not a defense to contract formation. And folks really tend to mix this up. Discharge of duties, it can happen for one of two reasons. Uh, And what it relates to is the discharge of the duties within the context of the agreement. You know, once you enter into agreement, you have a certain duty. You have to perform certain things under the contract, right? Um, But you've already entered into a valid agreement and you've already maybe started performance. Maybe you haven't, but the agreement is valid and um, it is now, you know, time to perform. And there are two main reasons why a party may be discharged from the duties that are outlined in the agreement. That's either because of an unforeseen event, that's one of the main categories, and the second one is maybe because the parties entered into a contract later on that is different from the original agreement. So let's take the first part. The first part, because an unforeseen event, these are the you know the three main uh uh, defenses that you know a party can bring up in relation to why they you know shouldn't be required to perform you know the duties that are outlined in the contract and that is impossibility frustration of purpose and impracticability right for impossibility right this comes up when you know the the party's performance is going to be discharged when the performance is objectively impossible, right? It just can't be done anymore. And this relates to situation of death or physical incapacity, right? Or maybe a law is enacted later on that makes the contract illegal or there's been destruction of the subject matter at hand that is outlined in the agreement. The second one, frustration of purpose, Right, that deals with a supervening event that wasn't necessarily foreseeable when the agreement was entered into, right? Uh, and it destroys the purpose of the contract. And uh, you know, the the purpose was of the contract was understood by both of the parties. And it's understood that you know at this point the, the party's performance has no value to the other party, because again. Uh, it you know the, the the supervening event destroyed the purpose of the agreement. That's frustration of purpose, right? So again, impossibility just deals more with it just cannot be done anymore for some reason. Frustration of purpose deals with a supervening event destroying the purpose of the agreement, and impracticability, right? That's where a, a party's performance is going to be discharged when an unanticipated circumstance. That requires that party to encounter extreme and unreasonable economic expense. It's basically too costly. And this is based on a subjective standard. So those are the three reasons. And in practicability, think about it being more around money. It's just too much money now to actually do it. Frustration of purpose, it's more around a supervening event. And impossibility, it's just something happened that we just can't. It's impossible to perform on this contract, okay? And then the second section 
in the context of discharge of duties, it it's because of uh, an agreement that was made later by the parties. There's three kinds. You can either do a rescission, right, and the parties mutually and expressly agree that you know they are rescinding the contract, right. The second one is an accord and satisfaction, where basically one of the parties uh, agrees to a performance that is different from that that was originally promised, right. And then the last one is a novation, where there's a new contract that is created that substitutes a new party for one of the original parties to the original agreement. And so this, again, relates to discharge of duties that are outlined in a contract. And those are the two main things, because of an unforeseen event or because an agreement is made later on by the parties. So I hope that that helps you. This is completely different than defenses to formation. Defenses to formation are things such as uh, incapacity, you know, uh, unconscionability, duress, fraud, misrepresentation, uh, mistake or misunderstanding, statute of frauds. Those are the defenses to formation. Here, we've already had a valid agreement. There are no defenses to formation. We know the parties. We know what each one has to perform on. But because of an unforeseen event or because, you know, the agreement was changed later by the parties, the duties have now been discharged for one of those parties. And it's up to you to analyze, you know, what the rights are for each party involved in these issues. All right. Well, uh, I look forward to catching you at the next tough topic. Take care and catch you in the next episode. Bye.